0: Uh, We're so glad that we could come back again. I guess uh, that most of you have done the assignment that I gave you. Uh, We will be going into it. And uh, let's look to God in prayer. Father, we thank you for this beautiful evening. We thank you for helping us to come together to learn how to study a word. Father, hide me behind the cross. Teach me and uh, teach through me. And help us to learn together. And bless us and make us a blessing to others. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. How to study the Bible. Actually, this is the fourth week. Uh, by mistake, it's come as principal by five. It's fourth week. And um, um, okay, let other people come so that uh, we'll go into the assignment that we uh, we were doing and uh, this uh, revelation i thought i will do the revelation 1 12 to 16 which i mentioned we will do it later and um, uh, maybe when we are doing the interpreting how to interpret the bible uh, today we're going to see read with a purpose you Now we are on the observation uh, inductive bible study contains three uh, parts observation interpretation and application Observation uh, is going to help us to see what the text is saying. What are the things in the text? Not what are the meaning. Okay, that is interpretation. But here you're going to see what is the text saying. So as you observe, you can look at the screen. Don't lose yourself in the details. Sometimes you may sense the Holy Spirit pressing certain truth upon your upon your heart. And it's important to be sensitive Okay, to stop and to look into that for some time, but otherwise divide your time proportionately across the entire passage or section you are studying. We achieve the purpose by asking the questions of the text. Okay, and if you're going to read the Bible with a purpose to get all the details, you must ask five W and one H question. I'll tell you what it is who, what, when, where, why, and how. Okay, if you see, if you are a person who has seen that sun news in between, they would put this, Yar you know, it'll be, they'll be displaying this. It means who, when, where, why, and how. And this will help you uh, to learn the beautiful things uh, from, your, from the word of God. This will help you to understand from the text, the answers that the text is providing. And you will be amazed at what you learn. And, uh, you know, these questions are not necessary that all the uh, six uh, questions, uh, the six five W's and one H need to be there uh, in a passage, but you can uh, do it. And over a period of time, this will become a habit for you. You know, you will become like an investigative journalist, looking into the whole uh, matter, trying to read, trying to find out why is he saying it, who is doing this. And I'm sure you will un- uh, understand this. Now, you can go into the. Uh, I'll just run through it, and then we will see uh, how to go about doing it. And when you ask the five Ws and one H question, when you let the text uh, uh, give the answers, you'll be amazed. And um, who wrote it? Who said it? Who are the major characters in that passage when you're, which you're reading? Who are the people mentioned? You know, you can quickly write on, I will be doing practically uh, from the book of Mark, uh, a chapter, a part of the chapter, you will be able to learn it. And who are the people mentioned? To whom is the author speaking? About whom is he speaking? And you can investigate and see authors of Ephesians and Hebrews, who are they? Are the names mentioned there? Who's writing it? Many times Hebrews, they say, uh, Paul wrote the Hebrews, but you read it, there's no mention of Paul. So you have to really ask uh, the whole questions. And then what? What are the main events? What are the major ideas that uh, the writer is trying to portray? Uh, For example, you know, you read uh, into... Um, uh, no, a part of the parable. What is he trying to say? What is the major idea? Why did he introduce here? Uh, what are the major teachings uh, You know, in this uh, portion? What are the major teachings? What are the, these people like? You lead, read the Assyrians. Uh, you can dig into it. What are these people like? It's mentioned about Assyrians. or oh, it, it may be mentioned about somebody uh, who, who may be very obscure. Who are the Kushites? You know, we have heard about Ethiopia. Who are the Kushites? You dig into it and you will find that Kushites and Ethiopians are same. And uh, what are these people like? And what does they speak about the most? What is his purpose in saying that? And uh, you read the Good Samaritan. Why? It's not a nice story of saying how a man helped someone. But uh, the question is, who is my neighbor? That was the question that was posed to Jesus. And uh, then they are able to get the answers uh from the from this parable and then you see what are the what are the main events and when is when was it written when was it written uh when did this event take place i don't know what happened to my sorry when was it written When did this event take place? When will it happen? When did he say it? When did he do it? I mean, see, these are all just a sample questions you may ask, but there will be more questions that you can ask from the text. And uh, then where was this done? Where was this said? Where will it happen? And it talks about the Armageddon you know, the war. You can go through the whole uh, Bible dictionary, Bible commentaries, map, and trying to find out where is it? Why it is mentioned? And uh, why was there a need for this to be written? Why was this mentioned? Why was so much uh, or so little space devoted to this particular event or teaching? Why was this reference mentioned? Why should they do such and such a thing? And then how is it done? How did it happen? How is the truth illustrated? And uh, these are some of the questions that you can keep asking. As you keep asking, you will learn such beautiful questions. And uh, these questions are building blocks of precise observation, which will help you to lay a solid foundation for accurate interpretation. When you take uh, constant time, you know, quality time to investigate the passage and uh, ask these questions, uh, uh, all or some of the questions and you get answers uh, this will help you to interpret the uh, uh, the passage properly, and note these in a textbook. Note these in a textbook, and uh, as you practice, it will become a habit for you. You know to look into the details uh, to learn. This will become a second nature to you. It will become a second nature to you. You will begin to when you're reading the passage, you will try to ask questions, and you, you will you'll find the Bible reading very interesting. Don't think you need to have all the 5Ws uh, and 1H answers, uh, but most of the time you will, but sometime, sometimes it'll be very less questions, but it'll help you. And also look out for and mark keywords and phrases. As you see the repetition of words and phrases, it reveals the main theme of the passage or the chapter or the book. You know, for example, in the book of Mark, you find that word suddenly. Then, so you find that, that very often, you know, Mark was in a very hurry to, to, to tell Jesus was in a hurry to accomplish the mission that God has placed for him. And he was always on the move. We're going to go into this interesting uh, thing of Mark chapter 1, 20 to 21. Now, you can uh, take your Bibles and keep it open, please. If you have your Bibles, please keep it open. When you read that passage, Keep it open. Mark chapter one, uh, 1 verses 1 to 20. It's the beginning and uh, of uh, the Mark chapter. You find uh, that uh, Mark is writing this in a beautiful way. And when you're reading this, you can read this. I told you, you have to prayerfully read it uh, several times, not just once, but several times. And this is what the story is. A man identified as God's messenger came dressed in unusual clothing with a penetrating call to repentance. He was baptizing people to symbolize their repentance. And that was the beginning. You know, this was the beginning of Mark's gospel. And now you can see what are the main, what happened in the story. And then you find also Jesus baptized and heaven opened and God spoke. Jesus driven to the wilderness after that for 40 days and tempted. And a messenger is thrown in jail. That is uh, John the Baptist thrown in jail. And then Jesus returns to Galilee and gathers followers. Now, the whole thing what I told you is uh, just a gist of the whole chapter. So if you read that. Uh, a chapter again and again you will be able to get the gist of the main thing you do not have to go to the detail the gist of the main thing so you have a frame you have a frame uh, that this is what the scripture is saying and now then you begin to ask the questions what are the main ideas in that passage okay and uh, if you take time to read it can you take time to read it please and uh, uh, at least once or twice prayerfully or you read it once One to 20, it'll hardly take a few minutes. It'll be good if you can read it, please, quietly. i think i'll read it a little loud because uh, we will be just all be silent uh, please pay attention keep your bibles open it mark chapter 1 verse uh, 1 onwards 20 the beginning of the gospel of jesus christ the son of god as it is written in the prophets behold i send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you the voice of one crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make his paths straight John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judea and those from Jerusalem went out to him and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist. And he ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, There comes one after me who is mightier than I. Whose sandal strap, I am not worthy to stoop down and loose. I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Immediately, the Spirit drove him into the wilderness, and he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little uh, farther away from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the boat, mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father, Zebedee, in the boat, and with the hired servants, and went after him. Okay. Now, as you go through this passage what are the main ideas? okay um, can you uh, tell me please uh, looking into the passage quickly one or two ideas that you can get. from the very beginning you can start from verse one and you will get the idea from verse one I'm just giving you a clue. What are the main ideas that is mentioned here? You can look into the
1: Jesus Christ,
0: Pardon me. That yes.
1: Gospel is about Jesus Christ, and then yes, gospel is
0: about Jesus Christ. Good.
1: And a prophecy.
0: Yeah, very good prophecy that is fulfilled. Okay, prophecy. Yeah, prophet. Okay, prophecy. A prophecy, you know, as it is written in the prophets. Okay, so the prophecy is getting fulfilled. Good. Then what else? What are the other main ideas?
1: John baptizing the people. Yes, John
0: baptizing the people.
1: And appearance of uh, John the Baptist.
0: Appearance of John the Baptist, very good. Mm -hmm. Actually, the main ideas. What you're saying is good, but uh, the main ideas.
1: The Lord. Prepare The, the way unto
0: the Lord. Prepare the way unto the Lord, okay. You also see repentance and sin.
1: Good news. yeah, Yes, Pastor. Uh, Repentance and
0: sin is mentioned. Holy Spirit is mentioned. Temptation of Jesus. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yes. And uh, Jesus is ministered by the angels. And then also fishermen becomes fishers of men. You understand? Oh, no, just a few. I'm not uh, going to all the details. Uh, I'm just uh, going to the few. Now, when you read it, you have to know what is the literary form? Because... Uh, uh poetry has a different way of interpreting, okay, poetry, you can't take word for word, it is just expressing, poetry expresses a reality, that is not reality, but it expresses a reality, you know, in poetic form. So poetry is different. For example, we have the uh, Psalms and uh, also Proverbs and other things, you know, it's in a poetic form. But uh, this, what is the literary form of this book? Is it a narrative telling a story? Is it poetic? Is it a letter, like the epistles? Is it prophetic? Uh, Is it uh, uh, didactic? Meaning designed or intended to teach us like Sermon on the Mount. So you have to pinpoint it. What is the literary form? What do you think? Narration. Narration, very good, thank you. It is a narrative. Okay, it's a narrative. So you know that something happened. Narrative means it is just a narration of what took place. And uh, then you go into that. When did these events take place? When did these events take place? According to the text. You see verse 1. Can you hear me? Yeah.
1: Hello.
0: Hello. Yeah, he his pastor. Pastor. yeah, yeah. He can hear. it says the beginning mm. of the gospel. Mm. Okay, so when did it take place? It took place in the beginning of the gospel. Beginning. Okay, and also you have to look out for the word immediately, verse 12. Immediately, when did this take place? Immediately, that is uh, after the baptism of Jesus, immediately, as the Spirit of God fell, came upon Jesus, immediately Jesus was taken. To the wilderness for being tempted and also when you go into uh, verse 14 it says now after john was put in prison okay so so many events are taking place one is in the beginning beginning of the gospel of jesus christ then uh, you know after jesus was baptized immediately he was taken to the wilderness and then you look further you find that john was as soon as after john was put in prison okay and uh, jesus began what did jesus do after john was put in prison jesus began to preach the gospel of the kingdom of god and saying, the ki- time is fulfilled and the kingdom of god is and repent and believe in the gospel the time john's voice was silence the messiah's voice was heard you can note down okay it will be very interesting you can write down in your book and as you ask these questions and every 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 paragraph, every line you can keep asking questions and you will be able to get uh, these answers. And uh, then the next one is where did these events take place? What is the geographical setting? I think you must have got a clue by now. You can look into the passage. I'm sure you're already looking into the passage, right? Where did these also, events take place?
1: Jordan River
0: Yeah, Jordan, very good. Jordan, Jordan River afterwards wilderness. Wilderness. Good. Thank you.
1: Galilee.
0: Galilee. Yes. Galilee or what? We went,
1: to Galilee.
0: went to Galilee. But uh, where is the event taking place? Sea of Galilee. Sea of Galilee. Okay. So you find that a uh, lot of territory is covered in just 20 verses. You know, where is the wilderness of Judea? It is almost south. Okay. South central. Wilderness of Judea. And after that, he goes to Galilee. He goes into the Wilderness of Judea, Jordan River, Wilderness of Judea, and then he goes to Galilee to the north. So you find within this 20 verses, a lot of physical territory is covered in this passage. Okay. And then uh, um, you can ask this question, where did all these people come from who were baptized? Where did they come from? You have to look into the, dig into the text. From Jerusalem,
1: countryside, mm, countryside, countryside. countryside. Mm-hmm. from Judea,
0: ah, from Judea Jerush- and Jerusalem. Okay. Jerusalem. You read that in verse 5. Then mm-hmm. all the land of right. Judea and those from Jerusalem went out to him and were baptized by him, the Jordan River. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and you can look into the map. Where is Jerusalem and where is uh, Jordan? They say it's approximately about 40 miles away from Jerusalem. And um, uh, why did uh, you can even of course you can ask questions? Why did he go do it at Je- not at Jerusalem when where all the people are there and instead he goes to a side and uh, doing the baptism for the people? And uh, you know there are a lot of uh, interesting things you can keep asking, and you will begin to learn. And where did John go after doing all this? What he must, where did John... uh,
1: prison? Yes, prison. Yes, yes. He, he went, went to prison. Me. Where
0: did Jesus go? Yeah, yeah, he went to the prison. Yeah, yeah very good. Very good. I'm sure you're getting the are, are you finding it interesting? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. So Pastor. these are the questions you have to keep asking and digging. You need not have to be an expert. A simple people like us, we can keep asking questions. Okay, where did Jesus go? So you see that after John baptized, he was not given a big honor. Mm-hmm. He was put in prison. He went to prison. Uh, today, we always think, you know, oh, I serve God. So I must be blessed. I must be honored. You know, mm-hmm. one thing that I've seen, let me uh, tell you in my experience, you know, in our, in our street, um, we, I think we, my wife and myself, we are the only believers, but when Corona came, my wife, me and my son were taken in three ambulances at three different dates.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. In
0: front of our house, it was very painful. We are believers. We are talking about Jesus. Can I say uh, that I am I'm a servant of God, that nothing can happen to me? No. But you have in the Bible, okay, examples of how God's people were thrown in prison. They suffered. So part of suffering, suffering is part of a Christian life. No, I'm just uh, deviating. I just wanted to encourage you that, you know, this is how, when you go and ask questions and begin to ask, Lord, wh- how can you allow prison, uh, John to go to prison? You know, you begin to Get the answers. Then, fourth one. How does Mark account contribute to the story of Jesus Christ? Okay, little difficult question. Uh, let me answer. Immediately is used several times and also then and now. If you read the whole uh, gospel of uh, gospel, you'll find. But here, in this uh, chapter 1 itself, you will find that how you use this immediately then and now. These words give his narrative a sense of immediacy, of constant progressive action. Jesus was always on action. He was not a lazy person. You know, he, was, he lived only for three and a half years, according to history, but he was a person of action. And today we find so many slothful people, lazy people, but here you find Jesus always in action. And Mark, Mark also portrays Jesus as a servant who is always on the go, always concerned about doing the will of his Father in heaven, always in line with the heavenly timetable. You understand? Hmm. Jesus was always so even these words like immediately then now gives you and me uh, the, the meaning of the Jesus uh, ministry, life and action. It encourages you and me. And then you can ask this question: How did John conduct his ministry? It's simple. You can you can look. How did John conduct his ministry? He followed. You know, simple. He followed and fulfilled the scriptures with humility, and he faced out completely after Jesus came on the scene. He followed and fulfilled the scriptures. He knew the scriptures very well, and he said, "I'm the one, the voice, one crying in the wilderness." And uh, here it says, "Behold, I send my messenger. Behold, uh, prepare the way. The voice of one crying, uh, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight." So you find that he was a person who knew the scriptures, and he fulfilled what God wanted him to do. And, uh, you know, I I had been, uh, I had prepared a sermon on John the Baptist about his ministry. And it's very interesting observation. I, I picked this from a pastor who preached. He said, for six months of ministry, John the Baptist prepared himself for 30 years. Isn't it amazing? For just six months of ministry, he prepared himself for 30 years. And Jesus, for three and a half years of ministry, he prepared himself for 30 years. So you find that it's quite um, interesting how preparation for ministry is very important. How did John conduct his ministry? He conducted his ministry with humility. He knew what his words, works was and where his place was. So when you begin to ask this question, how did he do it? And how John, Jesus picked his disciples How did Jesus speak his disciples? Who are there? Who are they?
1: Fishermen. 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 Yeah,
0: so that means very simple people, poor people, lowly people. So you and I need not have to be you know, uh, highly rich or qualified or anything. All that is, are we available for God? So you begin to ask questions almost every line, every line. And then you see, next one is, who is involved in this passage? Who is involved in this passage? Who are the people? Or not who is. Who are the people involved in this passage? Let us put that question like that. Tell me the names. Sorry. Jesus,
1: John the Baptist. Holy Spirit. Uh, God. Right. John the Baptist. John the Baptist. God. God, God is involved. Jesus. 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 Uh, fisherman. Fishermen, people from other places like Jerusalem, and you
0: know? all. Yeah, they were good. Mm-hmm. So, you find you get the group of people. John the Baptist mm-hmm. was there, and then you find Jesus was there. Simon, Andrew, and um, God the it? Father, God the Holy Spirit, James, John, and their father Zebedee. Crowds of people from Jerusalem in Judea. And two other things you missed out Satan. Yeah, Satan was there, and
1: wild animal. <coughs>
0: Wild animals, good.
1: Angels attending.
0: Angels, yeah, very good. Angels, angels also were there. Okay, so these are the people who were involved in this first chapter. And uh, you understand that people were important in Jesus' ministry. Though he connected with God on a high spiritual level, he was always connecting with people on a personal level. Jesus had time for people. You know, there is heaven opened, God speaking, Holy Spirit coming. Those are all high spiritual um, actions, revelations. That's one side. On the other side, he was connecting with ordinary, simple people. Today, you know, you find so different. You know, sorry, I'm not trying to be mean, but this is what is happening in the ministry, where the pastors, you know, the believer, uh, the the evangelists, big servants of God who call themselves, you know, very busy, they don't have time to connect with people. Jesus was always connecting with people, and they were important. So it encourages you and me, as you read this passage, you can always feel and say, Lord Jesus, I thank you. You You thought about Peter, John, James, Andrew, simple fisherman and you think of me I thank you these things will really uncre- when you read the passage when you begin to observe all this you have to really uh, give glory to God and then why did uh, John uh, uh, why did John write this account it's little uh, Wait, uh, why did John? uh, Okay, next one, sixth one. Uh, Why did God send John? It was to prepare the way for Jesus. Okay, and um, what was this uh, role to play? Yeah, how did he do it? Was he preaching in the TV or in in front of 10,000 people, crowd. Look into the passage.
1: It's a preaching.
0: You preach, correct. But where? The yeah,
1: Jordan River.
0: Jordan River crying in the wilderness. In the desert region. In the desert region where people are not there. Hardly few people. People is there, are there? He never came to the uh, main Jerusalem city and he was preaching. He was there, in the wilderness, crying in the wilderness. He was that was his voice because that's what the Bible says uh, uh, in verse three: the voice of one crying in the wilderness. And he stood, and he stood by what the Scripture says. Okay, and he was sent by God as a voice, and he was crying in the wilderness. He created an awareness that people eventually came to find out about the coming Messiah. He created an awareness. The way uh, he was preaching, people came uh, to an uh, an awareness. Yes, the Messiah is coming. The Messiah is there. Because uh, the people of Israel, they thought the Messiah will come like a king. He will put on all the enemies and establish a rule, you know, a, a, a human rule, a physical rule. But they never realized that what was God's plan. What what did Jesus mean by the kingdom of God? And when you read the Bible, Jesus very clearly said, my my kingdom is not of this world. He very clearly said, my kingdom is not of this world. It was a different world altogether. Jesus was speaking the rule of God's uh, uh, kindness, mercy the rule of God in our hearts and Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you it has come inside you so you find that John was in this big scheme of things but in simple way and he knew why God sent him he has to be a voice crying in the wilderness and he stuck to it it's, it's really amazing it's very difficult you know for I do not know about you but as a pastor as a preacher it's very difficult to stick on to what God wanted us to do in the ministry. Because there's always a temptation. He's doing, she's doing, they are doing. I must also do. It's very difficult. And you and I have to be careful in our life. And then why did Jesus leave Nazareth? Why did Jesus leave Nazareth? Verse 9. To be
1: baptized.
0: baptized. Yeah, good. To be baptized. Okay. Uh, He travels all the way uh, from there, from uh, Nazareth to Galilee in the north. He walks and comes or he came on a donkey. We don't know. And he comes there to be baptized. And uh, then from Nazareth, from the from uh, after baptism, then he goes to where? From the baptism, he goes to the wilderness. And then after the wilderness, verse 14, Galilee. Hmm. So look at look at his travel. Okay, look at his travel. From there he comes to the wilderness to be baptized. After the baptism, he is driven to the uh, uh, sorry, to the wilderness of uh, Judea for baptism. Then he goes to the wilderness of Judea for temptation. And then from there he goes to Galilee. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he chooses the disciples. And um, call his disciples. And uh, why did Mark write this account. Any clues here? Okay, it is a little challenging, difficult. Uh, One of the clues when you read it, you find that um, Mark's intention is to say that Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is the son of God. He was not an ordinary person. He was not just a good person, but a God-man. Okay, but he was a God-man. So you find that, uh, you know, I just went through very fast because I don't have time. And uh, you take a passage, okay? You do not have to take an entire book, take a passage, chapter, or even four verses, five verses. Uh, go through it again and again, and you will pick up a lot of things, beautiful things from that passage, okay? And uh, then digging deeper. Uh, to observe, the first one is repeated words and phrases. Okay, look there. What are the repeated words and phrases in the first twenty words? If you have your uh, uh, color pencil, I told you you have to have uh, some colored pencils, and uh, you know buy all this. Um, if somebody is coming from abroad, you get some good ones. You can get it, or you can buy it from uh, you know Sapna Book House. Have some color pens, even color pencils will do. Uh, are markers, good markers that does not smudge the papers or leave a mark on the other side of the paper. And this is something like a wax. Okay, it's very useful for coloring. And you can keep marking those words. And you find in the first 20 uh, uh, verses of the gospel, preaching is repeated thrice and also immediately. Okay immediately so you find you you find the repeated words and phrases mark them mark them and you will be able to connect all that uh, verses together uh, uh, later to form a theme to find the message that god is trying to connect or the writer is trying to convey the spirit of god through the writers con- trying to convey then you look into the peculiar words and phrases what are the peculiar words and phrases that is mentioned in the scriptures Can you tell me what are the peculiar words which you have, which the people would not have heard before? Because you know, it's a silent period for nearly 400 years, nobody, no prophet was there. What are the words?
1: you find the word repent baptize hmm? repent. baptized
0: repent remission of sins remission. okay so these are all peculiar words that is not mentioned earlier or would not have heard by the people people would not have heard before and this is quite interesting uh, comparisons and contrast there come, and um, can you tell me the comparison between Jesus and uh, John the Goss, uh, John the Baptist, what did John the Baptist tell about himself and told about Jesus? I'm just giving you a hint. He's not worthy enough to tie us. His...
1: pardon
0: me I'm not worthy
1: Yes, I'm not worthy <laughs> Tell me
0: tell me in Tamil I'm not worthy. Uh, there comes one mightier than me. Than so he is comparing himself with Jesus yeah. and he's comparing himself and saying, No, I'm not mightier than him. But there's somebody coming mightier whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to stoop down and loose. No. I okay. baptize
1: you with water.
0: He's baptized. And then tell me
1: John the Baptist uh, says that he baptizes with water, but Jesus yeah. will, the one who yeah. comes after me, will. Uh, yes very
0: very good very good okay comparisons okay he compares himself and says no and then another contrast Mm. see it takes time okay it takes time you know it's not possible for you to uh, answer immediately i understand so don't feel discouraged uh, don't feel, you know, let down saying that, oh, I'm I'm, not, I'm losing or I'm not able to understand. No. i I, I, I just not giving you my, enough time because if I give you enough time, all of you will answer. Another contrast is Jesus tempted by the devil but ministered by the angel. You understand?
1: Yes.
0: Jesus was tempted by the devil but um, the angels came and ministered to him. And then one more uh Comparison, uh, John's diet and dress, but nothing told about Jesus.
1: Jesus.
0: You understand that information about John's diet and dressing, but nothing told about Jesus. And then John comes to preach in the wilderness, but Jesus was driven to the wilderness to be tempted. You know, see, these things will come only by practice. As you take time, you will find uh, uh, these, uh, uh, these things you'll be able to pick out. Then figurative expressions. Figures of speech or phrases that add spice and flavor to our communication. And uh, let me, it is a little difficult for you, but I can tell you. Uh, figures of speech are phrases that add spice to our uh, communication. Uh, you know, we say his argument does not hold water. Okay, we are trying to express something say that it is very weak. His argument is very weak. Why? Maybe something is there, but we use that phrase, his argument does not hold water. And then standing on God's word. It's not that physically we stand on God's word, but we trust God's word. So we use that phrase, standing on God's word. And then he says, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to unloose. It's not that, no, he's going to go there and unloose it, but he's just expressing how unworthy he is. And when you look into this compa- figurative expressions, it also gives you and me an answer, uh, 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 a lesson saying that a man sent by God prepared himself so much when he comes to comparing himself with Jesus. He says, Whose sandal strap I am not worthy to unloose. Then fishers of men. It's not that, you know, uh, these disciples will go put hook or put a net and catch men. Figures of expression, fishers of men. And then another one interesting thing is all of Judea and those from Jerusalem went out to him to be baptized. All not there. that all. Did Herod go? Did the Roman soldiers go? No. But it's uh, just an expression saying that all of Judea and uh, those from Jerusalem, that means many of them, went there to uh, be baptized by uh, John the Baptist. And then anything strange? Anything strange? John's dress and diet. Isn't that strange? Yes. In these days where we, you know, we have some nice swiggy and, you know, uh, this one, can you and I order uh, locust and wild runny from the swiggy and, you know, uh, Zumato and others? No. So you find uh, it's very strange. And then picturing yourself in the scene, you know, you and I can place ourselves in that place, in that wilderness, where there's only, only, only sand. Maybe there are some kind of Weeds grown here and there, dry, hot, sweaty. John the Baptist sweating with with a stick in his hand, a staff in his hand, crying out at the top of his voice. Some of the people worried, anxious, running there. You're standing there and thinking, why are these people running? And then you think, should I also go forward and be baptized if you were there? You know, And you can picture Jesus coming and getting baptized and all of them looking at John the Baptist with such awe, with such reverence. Suddenly, he says, there is one coming after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose. Imagine, people are looking at him with such reverence. Then he says, no, 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 I'm nothing compared to Jesus. So you can keep yourself there. And picture, I'll tell you, the your Bible study will become very, very interesting. Very interesting. And um, if you have any questions, you can ask me now. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to go into the into the assignment I gave you from the book of Haggai chapter, Haggai chapter 1 and 2. I'm going to ask you some of the questions. You can keep your Bible, turn your Bibles to Haggai chapter 1 and 2. But before that, any questions, please? you have any questions? No? Okay. We will turn our Bibles to the book of either you are learning or you are not understanding anything. But I guess Okay. Uh, Have you turned your Bibles uh, to Haggai chapter 1? Yes, Pastor. Okay. Thank you. Tell me which year or which month Month, not here, which month did the whole thing begin? Sixth month.
1: month. Pardon me? Sixth,
0: sixth, month. Month. sixth month. Sixth month. Yes. The sixth month. Uh, approximately sixth month when you say in India, it is yeah, in our country and you know the world June. is June. June. Okay, June. the month of June. And which day?
1: 20. First day. First
0: day. Ah, first First day of the month. Okay, you can note down in your diary. First day of the month, the word of God is coming to prophet Haggai through Haggai, and um, you know the history is given, uh, saying that uh, who is he? Okay, Haggai, the prophet of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Zerubbabel, the high priest, saying, thus. Speaks the Lord of hosts. Okay. And um, what was the message he was giving? Or why was the condition of the people in such a state? Or what was the condition of the people? Did you do your assignment? There was a, yes, Pastor. Yes, What was the condition of the people? They are
1: enjoying their life.
0: Okay, they are enjoying their life, one side. On the other side? There was a drought, Pastor. Pardon me? Drought, Pastor. I'm not even here. Tell me. There was a drought, Pastor. I don't know why I'm not able to hear fully. Can you repeat again, please? Hello. Hello. But, Can you hear me? Yes, pastor. Okay. Thank you. So uh, they were they were enjoying their life, but uh, what was their the, condition? The, this house is in the way about it. Okay, the houses, uh, the house of the Lord. Okay, is broken oh. down in ruins, and what they were doing
1: they're building their own houses and they are
0: uh, so and what was offering. the what was the end result of that So, so on from verse nine good you look for much, but indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why? The question is given there. Why? My house is in ruins. Ah, my house is in ruins. ruins. Okay, you have not, uh, uh, you're not uh, uh, he's saying that my house is in ruins because of that. I am angry. I'm hurt. I'm upset. And what is he doing? Yeah. Therefore, verse ten. Therefore, the heavens above you with all the dew, and the earth with all its fruit, for I called a drought on the land, verse eleven, on the land mm-hmm. and the mountains, on the grain, on, on the new wine and the oil, on whatever the ground brings forth, on men and li- livestock, and stock. on all the labor of your hands. Just think of the curse mm-hmm. that they were living in. In one word, they were living a life of curse. They were their houses were good.
1: They had invested all their
0: money into good houses. They were comfortable. But then he says, they were they, they are cursed. They are living a cursed life. Okay. And uh, then looking into the passage, what is God telling them? So what is God telling them? See, you look at the heart of God. Verse 7. Give careful thought. Give, Give
1: careful, thought careful thought. Yeah, God is
0: giving them a solution. Hmm. You understand? You say, you people have neglected me. Why? Because of my house. You never cared about my house. You know, the the background is this. See, um, uh, In case I don't finish it by 8.30, we'll carry this uh, again uh, to next Mm -hmm. week. Uh, uh, Let me give you a small background. There was a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. In fact, there was only one kingdom of Israel under David and under Solomon and after Solomon died, his son Rehoboam became the king and uh, Jeroboam okay, comes to Rehoboam and says, your father taxed us heavily, can you please reduce the taxes? So Rehoboam, Solomon's son, he consults the elderly people and then the younger people, his friends, and he listened to what the younger people said and he goes and tells Jeroboam very harshly saying, no, my father, what my father did I'm going to do more than that. I'm going to tax you more. And the kingdom of Israel with 12 tribes was divided into two kingdoms. The northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Jeroboam took 10 tribes and went and formed the northern kingdom called itself Israel. And he had the capital Samaria. And Jeroboam uh, had only two tribes. And he formed the southern kingdom having the captain as Jerusalem. So when you read the book of Kings Chronicles, you find the northern kingdom, southern kingdom. You find as Israel, you find Judah. So Israel means the northern kingdom with Samaria as capital and all the kings in the northern kingdom were evil. Okay, But in the southern kingdom with Jerusalem as capital, uh, they had some godly kings like Jehoshaphat, Ezekiah, Josiah. Some of them were godly. And uh, God warned the northern kingdom that You, Because of your disobedience, the Assyrians will come and destroy you. And uh, as God prophesied, uh, they did not uh, repent. And as God prophesied, the Assyrians came and invaded Israel, destroyed Israel, and scattered all the people all over. Understand? So the northern kingdom of Israel was gone. Only the southern kingdom remained. And God saw them. They also were committing sin. They were not obedient to God. And God was warning them, telling them, "Why are you doing this?" He sent prophets, you know, to warn them, but they did not listen. And finally, they were taken as captives by the Babylonians. The Babylonians overtook the Assyrians, and they became the world power. And the Babylonians came and invaded southern kingdom Judah, and destroyed the temple and took out all the costly things that uh, Solomon David had bought or uh, kept and Solomon has kept they took it all away and they destroyed that kingdom they became uh, you know they began to rule there now God prophesied through Jeremiah that after 70 years I will bring you back to this land and as God prophesied uh, Jeremiah prophesied as God told uh, through Cyrus who was the king of Persia then afterwards the Persians took over from Babylonians First the Egyptians, from there the Assyrians took over, then from the Assyrians the Babylonians took over, became the world power, and uh, then after the Assyrians, the Persians took over. You understand? And uh, the Persians took over and destroyed uh, the uh, country, and they took over. Now, the king of Persia, Cyrus, uh, God speaks to him, and God, he sends uh, the people to go back to to their land, and that's how Nehemiah comes and he builds the walls of Jerusalem. The city walls of jerusalem and uh, then haggai comes prophet haggai and he finds that the temple is in ruins when the temple is in ruins he begins to prophesy why are you are in this condition you are uh, now when they began to build the temple actually they started the temple if you read the second chapter you find that they laid uh, no they, they started to build the temple but they gave up why Because there was opposition from others. Once the opposition came, they gave up. And they said, this is not the time for us to build the Lord's house. And they began to concentrate on their own lives. And that's how the prophet comes on the scene. This is a short background. Okay. And then he tells them. And one of the things he tells them is, you're living under a curse. And what did the people do? What did the people do? Chapter 1. Verse 12.
1: They obeyed. The yeah, they of the repented. Lord.
0: Very good. Thank you. They repented. Okay, They repented of their sins. And they obeyed and said, yes, what we have done is wrong. And uh, look at verse 13. Look at the heart of God. Look at verse 13. Then Hedai, the Lord's messenger, spoke the Lord's message to the people. Same prophet. Same God same people and he says i am with you says the lord what a love of god it is just they repent they did not even build a temple they just repent they thought yes what we have done in our mind is evil you understand they repent and now i ask you uh, when was this day this repentance took place The answer is in the text. 24th day
1: of 6th month.
0: Yes. See the first day. Thank you Dr. Priscilla. The first day of the month. You find. That message comes. And he goes around all over. And he tells them. And slowly the spirit of God takes over. And brings repentance. And then they realize. Yes we have sinned against God. And they repent and come now um, we go to this question from this day i will bless you verse 18 19 verse chapter 2 verse 19 but from this day i will bless you you know we it's a very famous passage many people promise christmas birthdays anniversaries January 1st, the scripture is given from this day, I will bless you. It is not like, you know, for till yesterday night, I was till 1159, I was living under a curse and I got up from the court and I see the scripture and from this day, God is going to bless me or somebody sends me a WhatsApp message and then I'm excited from this day, God is going to bless me. No, that's not the one. Sometimes we have it in our homes. From this day, I will bless you. It's not an isolated scripture. There is a context to it. What is the context? Can you tell me please? What is the, what is the reason why God said from this day I will bless you?
1: Because they completed the, laid foundation, the foundation of God's
0: temple, temple. was laid. Yes, very Lay good. Down. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the day they laid the foundation of God's temple. Okay. And when was the day?
1: 24th of 9th month.
0: Yeah, 24th of 9th month. So you find it started in the month of June, 6th month. And in the month of September, September. 24th, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, within this 3 months, they would have got all the money, everything ready. And Mm -hmm. they wanted to do it. And they lay the foundation. It's not that the temple was completed. They lay the the foundation. And the prophet comes on the scene and say, "From this day, I will bless you." You understand? I'm just uh, running uh, fast to give you the main points. So this is how you read the Bible. This is how you get the information from the Bible, and it's very interesting. Please, uh, I, I'm sure I do not know whether you have already made up your mind for Christmas to buy some good dictionaries, commentaries, instead of buying your, you know, saris, and I think all ladies are there, even men, if it's there, you know, buy some good commentaries, uh, dictionaries, and uh, keep it. You can ask us what are the good ones, and you have to spend some money. And let me tell you, this is something to do of eternal value. Okay? Good gold, saris, car, houses, everything will go away, but this is something of eternal value. So, invest carefully, wisely, and to get some good study materials and you'll be able to get it. Now, in book of Haggai, except for the background, which you need, which I needed an external uh, help, the other points, you were able to answer me from the text itself, from these two chapters. So, combining these two chapters, you come to this conclusion, the, 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 the structure. June 1st, God sends the prophet and tells them, You are living under a curse because you have neglected my house. You are taking care of your house, but you have neglected my house. And then people repent 24th of the 6th month, June. They repent of their sins. And as soon as they repent, they realize what they've done is wrong. God tells them, I am with you. And can you tell me which is the other place in the Old Testament, okay, in the New Testament it is there, but in the Old, New Testament, Old Testament it is there, New Testament did they say, I am with you. Jesus said it. Similar context. Anyway, you have to, uh, uh, You can, if you have done the uh, study of Matthew, uh, let me give you a hint, Book of Matthew. The last chapter.
1: After resurrection?
0: Yes. What did he say? The Great Commission? Yeah, Great Commission. I am with you even to the end of the world. So here the people are building the temple and God is saying, I am with you. The New Testament you find Jesus is saying, when you begin to do my ministry, I am with you. When you share my love, when you get into serving me, I am with you. So you find the, 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 the uniformity? Yes. I am sure. You know, it is a small uh, thing that I wanted to share with you. So go through it and then you will understand. And if you have any questions you can ask me please. Otherwise we are going to close. The time is up. The time has moved very fast, I think, today. Any questions you have? Okay, I'll give you a, an assignment from Psalm sixty seven. It's a very short psalm. Prepare a proper structure of this seven verses. Prepare a proper structure of the seven verses. Which is Psalm's pastor? Psalm 67. 67. 67. Psalm 67. There are seven verses. You should ask these questions. The five questions. Okay, let me give you two assignments. Why? Why only one? See Psalm 150. Okay, ask these five questions and get whatever maximum information you can from both these Psalms. Psalm 67 and Psalm 150. Get maximum information from these two Psalms by asking questions. It's a very small Psalm, not a big one. And you can form a structure and you can Give an answer. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for helping us to dig into your word to see how we can study your word. Father, your word is a lamp unto our feet and light unto our path. The Bible says the entrance of your word gives light. When we give importance to your word, there will be light shining in our hearts, in our homes, in our families, in our relationships, in our, at our work, in all that we lay our hands upon to do, we will see your light. I pray that you will help us to be children of this light, which is yours, we commit ourselves, even as your children are going to sit, Lord, this week to study Psalm 67 and Psalm 150. I pray that your spirit will guide them. They will prayerfully go through these Psalms, pick out with, pick out answers for their questions, form even a structure and share coming week. Into your hands we commit ourselves in the name of jesus we pray amen
1: Uh-oh. we have come